Welcome, everybody, to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. Welcome, everybody, to the AJ Osborne Podcast. And today, we have back about freaking time man yeah rock how's it going good man how are you doing doing good it's been good. a while since we've had you on it has it's been like what over a year yeah oh dude has it been that long i think so dude holy cow dude it's been a busy year yeah it yeah. has been freaking nuts i mean it has been a year uh give us an update dude tell us tell us what's going on we've both been so busy yeah no i mean we uh you know uh that's where to start right uh, yeah I think I left off, um, you know, if you listen back on the episodes, it was like kind of in Corona. I think it was yeah. like post Corona. Yeah. Um, and my business was kind of, it was, it was, it was ramping up and we were just, we were hiring. Now we've, um, you know, bought a new headquarters coming up on 30 people, um, just exploding. Um, we sell obviously fitness equipment and apparel and, um, doing a couple of real estate deals here and there. And, snowboarding a lot and you know it's good yeah. it's been busy though like yeah i, I don't have the time like you, every day is just a blur you're just trying to hammer out your yeah. your list of stuff to get done um but it's been good i know you guys have been booming too yeah it's just been head down you yeah know? like uh it, it's especially hard when you love what you do mm -hmm. because you get caught up in it it's just like head down but i like and I like I like doing it, right? Yeah. And so it's it doesn't like, feel like work. No, it it's doesn't like, feel like work. Right. So then it really it's just a blur. Right. It's just every it all blurs into one. And then you you lift your head up and you're like, wow, like whoa, right. yes, we've done so much yeah. and come so far in a year. It's um, I think that's the that's the thing about it. When you like and love the process, you really move, and then you're happy with it, but it's not it's not the point no well when you start you're kind of doing it for external reasons because you're probably not happy with where you're at right mm -hmm. uh that's kind of why i started mm -hmm. and then when you get going and you're like man this is fun and it doesn't feel like work and then you can you can just work and it's effortless um well then it's then it's yeah you you can get sucked into it and then you you're maybe not as present into the moments of of your life that you could be um and that, yeah, I find myself in that same situation all the time. Like, I think I, I met you when I was 20. Yep. And seven years later, it feels like yesterday. Yes. But it also feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. And those moments just fly. Um, and to now everyone listening on the podcast, they're like, oh, AJ's the self-storage guy. Yeah. And I met you and you had, you had, a, you had a good chunk of facilities. Yeah. Um, but, but you were not, not on there. social media. Dude, you didn't even. No. I, didn't even I think media. I, that's how I started to work with you is. I, you were, you had peaceful nutrition. That's right. Which was a supplement. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, let me run your social. Cause you yep. guys weren't doing it. Weren't doing anything. And, uh, I hated social. Yeah. And that's it. Just the, the paradox and the, the flip. I pulled up a, an email that I had sent to bigger pockets in 2015. That's right. I completely forgot about I that. I cold emailed BP to try and get you on the podcast. Cause yes. I was like, dude, people should know about AJ. Right, That's right. I forgot and about you're like, that. You at the time, I don't even know if you you were you weren't even listening to Bigger. No, Pockets. I wasn't even listening. I think to yeah, Pockets. I think I mentioned it because yeah, 
I was going. That's to those, how I knew about it was because you're like, hey, you should listen to this. Yeah. Well, I was going to the bigger puck or the those meetups where I met you. Mm-hmm. AJ came to one meetup, and that's how I met him. It, it, the one meetup he went to, I was the one I, I met him there. And never went back. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but but um, I was listening to Bigger Pockets twenty four seven, and uh, yeah, that's great because I, I I looked up the email the other day. I'll go through my email sometimes just to search that yeah. moment. Because it goes by so quick, so quick. Um, like pulling t- pulling old tax returns to see how much money I made, yeah. like so long <laughs> yeah. ago. You're like, oh wow, oh dude, <laughs> um, yeah. And in, in, uh, m- well, me and my, me and my CPA were going through it, and we were like looking back each year. Yeah. And in 2016, my business only made two thousand, like two thousand three hundred and something dollars. Mm-hmm. And to look at that and be like, dang, like I mean, it's so it's so out of this world. It doesn't even you couldn't even comprehend. Yeah. Um, but going through the emails, yeah, I, I looked up the BP one too. I still oh, have it. So funny. <laughs> and then it's funny because you were like, oh yeah, you should. You know, so, they didn't like, respond. Or they said, hey, please submit the form. Like they, it was like one of those things. Yeah. And they never got back to me. Yeah. But. And I end up in Hawaii and meet Brandon Turner on the beach. <laughs> that that's was so funny. <laughs> meant to happen though. <laughs> I'm telling you. You were flipping out. You're like, what? I'm like, yeah, so weird. I don't know. It was just there. That's. It was like. Fate. Yeah. It, it's crazy to think about it. Like you'd been harping on me, you've got to get on this podcast. You got to do stuff, and then I'm sitting in Hawaii, and he's there, and we just started talking. Insane, it's crazy. Well, and you recognized him too, right? You were like, "Yeah, I know well, you from somewhere." Yeah, I'm like, "I know you from somewhere," and um, he's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, are you from Idaho?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing he had a a guy with him, and he's like, uh. You know bigger pockets? Yeah, I know bigger pockets from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's uh Brandon Turner. And I was like, oh, great. And that's then, insane. Yeah, I kicked off and then we started from there, the podcasts and actually started doing social media, which uh I hated before. Still do. You know, you gotta learn how to use it and you gotta learn what it is and what it's for. And I feel like people get really frustrated if it is, there's not a purpose with it, which you should be. If you if you don't have a purpose right? Yeah. It's like, because for me, I'm like, I was running business. I'm not going to sit around and spend my time scrolling through social media. It's addicting too. It's very addicting. Yeah. And it, well, it's built for that. Yeah. It's the whole purpose of it. It's meant for you to not be able to get away, Mm -hmm. to not stop looking to on and on and on. And, um, you can use that to your advantage, like you have with Jim Reapers and use that to drive sales and products and, everything else and it's it's an amazing free tool yeah well yeah you can either be the product or you can use it and 100%. i think most people uh whether they a lot of people think they're they're like yeah i'm not the product right and you're like oh are you you're the <laughs> yeah yeah right yep. um and most people don't even realize even to the the scope and extent that that the tech companies can can try uh can control you yeah um it's it's terrifying yeah, um, Chamath, uh, Chamath Palapatia. Do you know him? I he, do know him. Yeah. He's the he was one of the first guys at Facebook, and he was really in charge of like growth. Like that's yeah. where all of his um, scope was when he was there. And oh, whatever. he was like, he had a he was at a couple big tech companies. I, I want to say like AOL back before it was like small or got crushed, and then he Mark Zuckerberg recruited him or whatever. Um, but he even says he he he's he's the guy who grew Facebook to a billion uh, followers or a billion users. Yeah. And he even says, he's like, I don't let my kids use it. I don't use it. I'll never yeah. let my kids use it. Um, and 
that if you don't realize that you like, yeah, if you, if you don't realize that it's being, it, that you are the product to mm-hmm. the companies. Yes. I mean, you're, you're, you're delusional. Yeah. And yeah, most people are trying to, you know, flex or I don't know what people do on there. Uh, keep and up with the Joneses. Spend their lives on there. Oh, yeah. Like. And, and it's, it, you kind of almost get sucked in whether you want to or not. Yeah. Because that's how you keep up with everybody. Yeah. You, that's how you make friends. And that's the goal. It's the network effect. Yeah. If you're not, you're not there. You're right. not, it's, you're no, you're no longer in the public square. And that's the big thing with like censorship when they're like, well, it's not the public square. You're like, how is it not the public square? That's right. the main mode of communication on earth. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And uh, it's ridiculously powerful. And you know what, though, I, I often think of? I'm like, I wonder if all, all of this, um, what's going on with tech companies and everything, and the confusion around and the social media problems, it's a generational problem because it was given to people that had no idea what was happening to them and they had no idea how to use it and i think right now the vast majority of people understand to some extent i am being manipulated by algorithms now when i say manipulated what i mean is you're being curated content for a driven purpose Mm -hmm. so you're being manipulated right that's fact it's not i don't mean that like a conspiracy that no that's it's what's happening and i think as we understand that better okay then what is the purpose of this manipulation it's to sell ads it's to do this it's money how can this be used against me or how is this helping or taking away from me they'll be able to use that tool better right mm-hmm. like like our generation it was here it is we didn't even understand what it was there's no uh there's no warning no warning no um, nothing it was just like and then that caused so many problems in society. Well, they're still happening. Oh, it's, people it's just massive. don't know. People don't know they're the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, they haven't, you know, figured it out. I wonder, you know, you, you know, look at like my kids and everything, and we we try very hard. Like, if I'm on Instagram, they're like, oh, "Dad, are you scrolling through Instagram?" And I was like, "Nope, I'm answering messages because I'm working." Yeah, and that's it, like I. They understand that. I am showing investors I'm doing, there's a purpose for it. Right. And I talk about it with them. I'm going to put this on so people can see a project. I'm going to do this so people understand my investing style, right? Better. It, this is a tool. I'm using it. Yeah. I'm not sitting here, right? Just lollygagging on social media, yeah. right? And I try to make sure they know I'm using it for a purpose. Other people are using it for a purpose when they see you. Like I won't let my kids you know they haven't on social media my my daughter wanted a tiktok and so we got tiktok on a phone not hers and she could get on it when we were there and would allow her to see mm. and then we just deleted it completely because we're just like whoa this thing is you can get sucked in this thing is crazy yeah i you know did you do you know they're moving here they're building oh, a they are 1100 person building solely for people to sit there and watch content it's content review building i was meeting with one of my architects you're in boise uh is i don't think it's been even talked about really i was meeting with uh somebody on it yeah uh or on a different project and and they and a couple people down the line it came through i was like oh interesting because meta's moving here too meta they just broke ground but yeah so is that interesting interesting yeah yeah tiktok's probably the most addictive 
it's algorithm. Insane. I mean, the amount of time that people spend on TikTok compared to any other social platform. Well, you can keep, it, it never ends. It never ends. Yeah. And dude, we, like, we've been running traffic on TikTok and the return's insane. Really? It's six times cheaper than Facebook ads and the, the return is double. I didn't know you could run ads on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Well, looks like I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Um, so we've been, we've been really digging into that and, um, you, you can still grow organically. So they, they have organic reach. Um, but the traffic is people, I just don't think, yeah, like you just said, uh, you didn't know, or people just don't yeah, understand how to start. Understand. Um, so it's and really cheap. It's really cheap. And, and two, you, I think it's, it's an opportunity for those that use it correctly. Right. And it's a huge tool. It's one that I never really understood, but how I look at it, I'm like, this is an amazing benefit. Like podcasting is that I can talk to an audience that I can, they can see me. Um, you know, when people invest with us, I want them to see us, what we're doing. Sure, yeah. I need to be transparent. And that's in a really, like we, when I talk to people, when we meetups, things, it's, they, they feel like they know you yeah. and it's a comfort level and it's, I understand your thoughts. I understand your opinions. I understand why you do work this way. I understand you have a family. I understand you. Like it's, it bridges a gap mm -hmm. that you don't have to build with an individual. Like I do not have time to build individual relationships with all the people that we need to accomplish certain goals, right? That allows me to, and yeah. it allows people to really get an inside look and you know we were talking about this with um um lucas from tx uh, uh t-rex arms on one of our podcasts either the next one or the one that just went out yeah so um but and talking about how with social media your overall like there's this connection that you can make with an audience that can really build uh trust and it's something that smaller companies are taking advantage of in ways that bigger companies aren't because bigger companies look so manufactured and they look so detailed and curated that they're having a hard time transferring what they did on television on the social media and you're seeing the explosion of companies like yours and others where you can compete with big brands and big companies and they're not doing it in that avenue as good of a job. So now you can compete even though any normal person would say you're at a disadvantage. Totally. Well, no, yeah. I mean, if you, if you looked at like, you name any of the top five, uh, big, um, you know, Under Armour, whoever it is, um, they are bigger. They, they are a part of, um, like your reality to an extent that you, you, you don't know life without them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. you, that's how you know a brand has become a brand like yeah. Nike, McDonald's as Amazon. Um, they've injected themselves into your reality and you can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so they'll live forever or yep. until somebody or until, you know, poor management down the line. Um, but you brought up an interesting point around making content so that people can get to understand you. We've been talking, I've been asked this like a bunch of times, and we just we just brought somebody on to kind of start it potentially i'm so like i hate i hate the feeling but what what the what the idea is and you see certain brands doing it smaller brands 
um, they'll document, they'll do like a, almost like a mini like reality series on the person or the brand, like behind the scenes. Um, there's a lot of like supplement companies or apparel lines or, you know, people building companies that are documenting the behind the scenes. Gary V is like a large example of it where yeah. he was doing his like his daily show. So you could see him working and like people like that kind of thing, but you, you build that connection with him and he's huge on community. Um, but one of the thoughts is like, you know, documenting more of the behind the scenes of like me as I build the, build the company. Yeah. Cause people are like, Oh, you, 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 you're doing this or you're high, like whatever aspects of the business, whether it's product development, uh, buying a new building, uh, demolishing it and re rebuilding the office as we want, or, um, hiring people and doing meetings and stuff like that, like getting a deeper look, obviously not giving away your intellectual property and yeah. the details around the business, yeah. but actually, um, connecting the story that our brand is not a multinational conglomerate. It's 30 people working on an idea mm -hmm. and people can invest into that. Um, and there's a couple companies doing that extremely well. And like, when I watch that, I'm like, one, I, I love watching that kind of thing. Cause I like to see, you know, how we are comparing or what they're doing that we may not be doing. Um, but even way before I started my company, that's how I, I knew of Rob Bailey. Yeah. Cause he would, he would put YouTube videos out on when I, when I was like, I was like 16 or 15 or whatever. And I would watch his videos. I'm like, dude, this guy's crazy. He's printing shirts in his warehouse and he's like doing it, you know, he's yeah. building his idea. And I always thought uh, to myself that I would, I would do that one day. Yeah. Um, so I thought that I, I love that idea of, of making like a YouTube series around building the, like imagine watching like Jeff Bezos when he had like seven employees yeah, or like 50 employees and he's running around like trying to ship stuff out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then obviously to a certain extent it might face out cause it gets so big and you, you can't necessarily, yeah. but like, or, or Phil Knight with Nike or, you know, um, yeah. if you go back in time watching these brands explode. Um, I wish I even documented more of me when I started. Yeah. Um, cause I have like, you know, 10 pictures. Yeah. 10 pictures and like maybe a few yeah. videos of whatever people send you. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be cool. And I think as social gets more a part of our reality, people will, that's almost like the content that will continue to thrive is yeah. just like them being a part of your story, but never actually being there. Yeah. Which is weird. It's weird. Yeah. But it's real. It is. Well, no, it's, it, you know, everyone listens to Joe Rogan's podcast and they're like, yeah, I, I like Joe Rogan. Yeah. It's like, you don't even know Joe Rogan. No, You just no, listen no. to him, mm -hmm. but you like him because you listen to him more than probably most people yeah. in your life that you listen well, to. And that's what I was about to say. You yeah. know, we say, oh, you don't know him. But then at the same time, you're like, well, you probably listen to more of these people and understand them better than people that are very close. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, when you get people that are transparent that it's real it's not fake it's not curated and um you know there's dangers that come with that and and this was a big struggle that i had because you know i'm an oversharer and i'm super transparent yeah. and i'm like i'm not perfect so i'm gonna say stupid stuff i'm yeah. gonna mess up i'm gonna probably be a but dork like or something that. and yet people do and as but as an individual that's really hard to get over to accept the fact that, you know, you're going to do something stupid. You're going to say something stupid yeah. and it's recorded and it's going to go on forever. I mean, look what happened with Joe Rogan. And, you know, he's like, listen, you know, and people use it against you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that scares a lot of people. But the problem is, is that when you 
when you do that to those people, everybody comes to their defense because they're like, I'm not perfect. Well, you listen to somebody You're not enough. perfect. Yeah, you know. Why are you expecting them to be? Right. And you have unrealistic um, ideas on what you're trying to, uh, uh, or beliefs that you're trying to impose on them. Right. And nobody likes that because I don't want, I don't want that imposed on me. I don't, right. you know, we're really good at what we do. I'm not perfect and things will go wrong. Right. And it's the idea that I hope that we can show and people recognize when they do though, you're going to know about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to take care of it and we're going to get through it. Right. right. And that's the important part. And a yeah. lot of these big brands, they're in a lot of these big companies and they're trying to break this down. They are just too curated, mm. way too curated. It's, it's too perfect imagery. They come out with some social thing that they're doing and, you know, backing some social cause. And you're just like, Wait, it was, wait, you paid a billion dollars for an ad campaign to make this picture perfect cause. And, you know, the vast majority of everyone's like, that's it's so shallow. Yeah. It's not even real. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, a, PR all, it's a PR stunt and yeah. it's so manicured. Yeah. Um, and social media is a way for companies to break through that, that never, you didn't have that chance before. Right. Right. You didn't have a chance to fight against that because you had to pay to play in the system and the system said you have to do it in this way if you want to market on radio on tv or somewhere you have to there do it gates. a certain way there, there was, was gates. gates yeah and like now with you know e-commerce in the state it's in and technology in the way that it's created if you have a facebook ad account and shopify for free you can start for free you can start selling something yeah uh you know with with other industries, it might be a little bit more gated, but just find the industry that's not so that you can start. Yeah. It's not complex. No. Um, and things get more complex as you grow, but you'll figure it out. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the structures of things change, but the principles don't. They don't. And it's okay to grow with them. It's okay yeah. that you're not there. You need to grow and you need to be, it's a part of that process. And uh, I think people are understanding of that process. Yeah. Right. Um, it, there is a, like, there is a, almost a sense of relief of, though for doing these podcasts, for talking about this stuff for me, because it allows me to walk through ideas yeah. and challenge my own and ask other people and hear about it and do it in a format where I'm like, everybody's hearing this. So they know. And how you're thinking through things. They know how I'm thinking through things. They understand where we believe that there's challenges and what we're doing yeah. to it, right? So um, there is, there's a lot of benefit for that in the form of that it creates those realistic expectations for you from the people that you do business with, work with, or customers, right? Yeah. Hey, listen, we're still figuring this out, right? We're, we're, we're getting through there. We're trying to become better. We're trying to move forward. Um and they're you're a part of that journey. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, if if you could go back, or no, let's take you back to, like, your when when did you really like? I guess when did you really um, get into the insurance? Like, like really full time? Like, how old were you? Twenty one. So like, if if you can go back to twenty one, what path? Like, knowing, I don't know if I should want to. Knowing reality today, like if you're 21 today 
and you don't have anything you have, like how, what would you do? Like, how would you start? Like with the opportunity that exists now, Yeah, like what would you, you know, this is interesting because, um, so first of all, when I, when you think about opportunities coming up, right, I followed an insurance sales and I followed in my dad's footsteps. Now that ended up not really being what I ended up doing. Um, and there's a bunch of ways you can look at those things. Did I waste my time? Did that build, make things better? Did that, you know, work? And I think really at the end of the day, it's about doing, it's just about trying things. It's yeah. about going out and selling. It's about surrounding yourself with mentors so you can see the options. Cause I don't think young people understand options. I mean, you got all these people in college and they think that they actually know something and they really don't. Right. Right. They don't know anything about the world, anything else like that. And they are trying to make huge life decisions with outrageously limited knowledge and no applicable knowledge. So they, even if they think they like something, once it's applied, they may not like it. So it's like people that are just get out and start doing, it's just trying to make something happen, period. Yeah. And opportunities change, wealth building principles don't, but they need to be applied in those scenarios. So focus on principles, core themes, and get to work and start trying and doing things. It doesn't, you don't need to do it forever. You don't need to, you know, you don't know, figure so, out where the, your opportunity lies. So you think at 21, you would just start like your best, your best shot would be to just start doing numerous things. Like, I guess what, like, I'm just trying to like, cause I, was thinking, I, I think try. So meaning if you, first like of all, insurance? opportunities, my opportunities lied in insurance. Right. And so I took it. Now I could have been like, oh, I don't like that. I don't want, at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I think I could sell and this is an opportunity. So I need sales. to take it, right? So sales for me, and that's probably what I would do again. So what I if you're 21, 21 working in, in a call center and you, your dad doesn't do insurance, what would you do? Um, I would try to be a part of what I believed were long-term trends. Mm. So if I'm looking at overarching themes or spaces, right? Like, Back then, it was like, oh, hey, this self-storage thing's going to be big. So let's start doing this, right? And start getting involved in those things. Yeah. If like, if you're looking at the opportunities uh, or if you're looking at 20 years down the road, which is where it's, you really should think about sure. it, you don't want to go into an industry that's dying, dying that's not going to produce any results or fruits. You need to go get into one that has the wind at your backs. And I'm not talking speculation. I'm talking I'm talking real fundamental economic drivers that are going to produce generational returns and it's going to produce lots of opportunity for you that you can get behind yeah. and really go into it and then lay the page, start working, start understanding, getting knowledge, getting mentors, and then identifying opportunities that you can capitalize on. Um, you know, I often think of investing or, or building is you have the horse and the jockey. The horse is the investment vehicle. It's that investment. It's that business, right? And then the jockey is the operator. It's the person, right? You put two great ones together and it's amazing, yeah. right? Um, and you've got to make yourself more and you've got to become more to take advantage of opportunities. So yeah. a lot of young people think, I don't have any opportunities. No, you're not qualified for opportunities. You, well, you, you, you don't can't, even know the opportunities exactly, you have. Exactly. You don't you know. Not qualified. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You, you have no context. So getting You're around, actually probably seeing, you have probably more opportunities yeah. than anybody else. You just don't even know they're there. Right. And 
that's that's probably the biggest thing I think that holds anybody. It was me. I don't know. I don't know. I was doing a stupid. So, so just start starting somewhere where you can gain fundamental yeah. knowledge and mentors. Hundred percent more. You yeah. got to have a guide if yeah. you want to hack. You got to have a guide. Yeah. You just can't bypass that. You cannot bypass that. Yeah. If you want to hack and shorten time frames, you need someone to show you. You need someone to show this is an opportunity. This isn't. This is landscape of where things are going, how things are moving. Yeah. This is where it's not because you don't know. That's a really good point. Yeah. And I think because the reason I asked that is like the other day I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if there were things I could have done when I was younger that would put me farther ahead of where i'm at now well with what you know today yeah but 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 i don't know like right like like maybe knowing, not, yeah. knowing what i know now like is there more i could have done to suck out all of the opportunity that was in front right like yeah, yeah. i don't know was that doing better and this is going to get like way deep but like could i have done better in middle school and high school and gone to Stanford and become friends with one of the guys that invented one of the biggest tech companies. And just rode that. Well, and maybe I'm one of the, maybe I'm one of the co-founders. Right. And that's like a far-fetched one. Right. Yeah. 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 But taking it down into, okay. uh, I caught e-commerce early on. Yeah. Like I caught that way early. Yeah. Um, And it's still early. Like it still is early. But I caught it. I I started in 2014. Infancy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was when Shopify was like barely anything. And um, you know, all those platforms were really like, people were like, not sure of it. Um, but then in that opportunity, should I have just gone and started figuring out how to get money and buy multiple stores or is it just do what, cause what I did, what a lot of people will do with opportunity is go, they will max out the opportunity to the extent of their knowledge. Yes. And the problem is their knowledge is not even close to enough. No. So they're, so they're working in these capacities. Yeah. And they're working in these capacities. And I, I think back on like now, now how I operate is way, uh, is way bigger and way different. Like mm-hmm. my, my ideas are things I wouldn't even think about even four years, three, four years ago. Yeah. And the way I'm thinking is different Yeah, and I'm thinking, well, yeah, it's, it's, I'm gaining all this experience and I've also seen new, like I'll have a situation um, with an employee or a partner or like, like a partner vendor or a, uh, somebody, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I can already game it out because I've already yeah. seen that. Si- I've seen, seen that pattern out. so many mm-hmm. times. It's like, but they don't understand why I'm making a decision right before hearing it yes. out. And it's like, no, well, let's save the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because now it's you're blending the constraints of time, the maximizing of opportunity, mm-hmm. and the um, knowledge that you have. Yeah. And you need to almost like spear it as hard as you can. To, to get the most out of it, right? Yeah. Because those 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 moments in time pass. Like you can pass. miss um, opportunities that may be the foundation or or the only th- opportunity really yeah. that sets you. Like, and you can keep trying, but maybe that was the one wave you rode. I caught COVID before it crashed the stock markets. Yeah. I remember text. I texted yep. everybody I knew. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, get food. Yep. I, I texted everybody, uh, three weeks before. Yeah. I should have shorted the crap out of Boeing. Yeah. I don't know how to short. So I've been learning this. I've been teaching myself. Mm-hmm. If I put everything, I would be worth $10 million. Yeah. If I put everything I had, cause I knew, I knew uh, the reason I knew is my suppliers had shut down. 
I was seeing patterns over and over. I called my banker. I was like, hey, are you seeing this? He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, it's coming. Nobody's seen it in America yet. And then March 13th happened and the NBA shut down and everything crashed. Yeah. It was like in two days, everything yeah. crashed. Overnight. But I, and I think back, like that's one glimpse of an opportunity. I caught Bitcoin in 2008 when I was 14 years old because I was browsing an online forum. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called the MISC on bodybuilding.com. And on the MISC, like I'm telling you, the crazy stuff went down on there back in the day, right? Yeah. And, and, and there was a lot of entrepreneurs that blew up out of the MISC. Yeah. It's like the miscellaneous section of the forums of bodybuilding.com. Ah. And, and like there's simply shredded.com, do you even.com. Um, a lot of the culture of what fitness, the fitness industry is came out of that forum. Um, these are like multi-million dollar companies too. And I remember people were posting about Bitcoin when it was like a couple dollars and people would use it to buy drugs. So I was like, I, I looked at the Silk Road like a couple times. I didn't have a, um, a Tor browser to like block yeah. my IP. So I never, I never did anything. Yeah. Right. And I never bought Bitcoin. Yeah. And I asked my dad, I was like, what is this? And he's like, oh, don't, it's, it might be a scam. Bro. <laughs> Bro. I think about You're that like, sometimes. Oh my gosh. What well, is it trading at right now? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like I'm going deep on certain experiences yeah. in my life and these ring throughout my life. Like I, um, some I catch, Yeah, but they're not the, like, and some are like far-fetched. Like everyone should have bought Dogecoin. Like, duh. I saw Doge yeah. years and years ago when it yeah. was a meme. Yeah. Um, I could have probably threw a few thousand dollars just to see. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a good opportunity. It's not one of those sustaining generational wealth yeah. ones you mentioned. But imagine the reason I'm saying this is going back, knowing what you know now, I guess how do you and can you or like I guess close the gap so that you're in in time, it's happening right now as you're listening to this, as we're talking about this. Yeah. Opportunities are existing. Yeah, they're, they're there. F- they're f- massive ones. They're flying all over the place. How how do you dial in? It's a I think you have to first of all, you have to change the way you think. Right. So we're very f- we're really pattern oriented. And things that are outside the pattern are very quickly rejected and were defaulted in there. And most opportunities happen without not being in the pattern or your standard mode of operations. And they don't become opportunities or we don't realize they're opportunities till they become standard mode of operations. Mm. And so you don't recognize them because they're not within that frame of reference. They look weird. It looks like a scam. It yes, doesn't look legit. It doesn't it, look. It's this thing outside. It doesn't make sense. I, I, I don't see application based on and on and on. It's not what I know. And so, so I'm not gonna... it's defaulted. And then by the time it's inserted in what, it's, what you know, the opportunity is gone. Right. It's already passed. Well, or the people that could understand it took it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, it, it, or to not even take it, they created it. And yeah. I think, so when I look at it, because that question on like, go back and how you could condense it is the same question today. How do you condense it? And how That's do you find I, that out? Right? right. Yeah, It's exactly. like, you just pull it to that right but now. How I look at it is, you know, as well as I do that capitalizing on opportunity is hard. Yeah. Like, unless you're talking about more of like single point speculative things that just rise. You don't do anything. It's a stock. It's, oh, I got an IPO. I got Bitcoin or I got something like that, right? Outside that, in order to identify an opportunity is so small, 
compared to what it takes to capitalize on it. Right. right. I mean, you've given your life to capitalizing on an opportunity for years. Yeah. I have too. Yeah. And I've made uh, tremendous sacrifices. Sure. Yeah. Um, I work like 80 hours a week plus. I don't even know. Yeah. Right. Like six in the morning till eight at night. Um, and those are things that we, we do it though, because we also understand that's what it takes and we understand the results that come from it. Right. And we, oh, it depends obviously on how big you want your opportunity. And I'm not saying anybody needs to do what I do. I'm a weirdo. Um, but the point being is it, 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 it takes a lot to capitalize and to build out because before they're in that mainstream, you have to build infrastructure to get it into the mainstream. Right. So the people that really capitalize on the opportunities are the ones that build the infrastructure to bring those opportunities into the mainstream. So you think about this with every industry, every merging technology. You think about this with, if you're starting a business, right? And I look at things that are on the peripheral, like they're right there, right? So we didn't get into self-storage when it was brand new that happened in the 80s right and kind of came in the 90s but we got into it before it took off right and it was right there and that's what we identified it was market consolidation i'm like okay market consolidation economics between purchasing power and driving real estate prices and the ownership structure of the industry this is going to consolidate and you're going to have a, a, sweep. a sweep. So let's do a roll-up model and let's build the infrastructure so we can roll these things up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so then we start doing it. All of a sudden, cap rates start to drop. Institutional money starts to come in. Merging technologies allow operators to buy in, right? Yeah. And the values start to lift up. And we're in the middle of this ship. And we're building the infrastructure. So as things start to go up, we double down, we double down, we double down. Yeah. And we're riding it up. Same with e-commerce and you. Well, You're funny. working for how many years, not making anything? Yeah. And then as the ship starts to lift up, it's just go, 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 well, go. But it's funny because like I knew in 2012, e-commerce was going to hit. Like I, you could see certain brands like, and, and you have to be in the culture, right? Like yes. how I talked about the misc with the Bitcoin. Like I was in that. So yeah. it wasn't like when my dad said it was a scam. I'm like, I mean, all these guys are buying it and it's working. Yeah. But I'm listening. You don't understand. I'm 14. I'm listening to my dad's perspective. Yes. Right. And 100%. he's and he's working off what he knows. Yep. Which is valid. Like yeah. that makes sense. Yes. Um, but in in 2014, when I went into ecom, um, you got to think like, yeah, I have no resources. I have nothing. Like literally nothing. Mm -hmm. um, less than nothing. Yeah. And um, I understood fitness was booming, and so uh, Instagram and social media had caused the fitness industry to erupt and it was like the algorithm back then was hitting tiktok is also reviving that fit, same fitness algorithm yeah. it's fitness tiktok is huge so you know now we're better positioned to ride that um but understanding traffic running paid traffic to a store and having a catalog for people to buy from those are all aspects that i caught the backside of my strategy is the fulfillment Right. So yeah. the distribution method, most people 3PL their stuff. The vast majority of direct to consumer brands that are over eight figures in revenue don't have a fulfillment network. They outsource it. Yeah. They don't have the infrastructure to um, control their own distribution. That's something from the get go that I never did because I was thinking 10, 15 years ahead. If I could build 
a massive distribution network, well, then I have all the control. I can acquire any brand and I can create a new brand because the hard part is getting the distribution network. And the third phase to that is can I own the real estate, the logistics network, at which is now you can start to see with COVID um, starting to hit. And can you own the distribution warehouses of what you think of every mall, every retail center, every Dick's Sporting Goods, Hobby Lobby, uh, Big Five, every Shields, all of them are massive and they carry the, uh, it's probably the biggest real estate category. Um, and it's prevalent in every city. Imagine all of them being shifted to logistics warehouses, those big 50, 100,000 square foot warehouses that are solely used to store and distribute goods. And that industry is, I think it's happening just more and more as you see these, I used this 2000 square or I used my garage and then I used a 2000 square foot warehouse. And then we were in 10,000. Now we're going to go into 60 and it's like the progression of just my brand is one thing, but you think about the progression of all the FedEx network, the UPS network, the Amazon network, and then you got their, your small guys. I think that backside of industrial real estate is coming. It's, it's kind of here, but it's coming too. Yeah. Um, because as e-commerce grows, it will propel yes. the, log the logistics networks to expand and so there's three kind of models in there. Yeah, you have your e-com direct-to-consumer side. You have your distribution, which could be its own co company um, if you split it out as a 3PL. And then you have your your real estate. Um, and they all merge, right? And yeah. so, and I understand them. It's not yes. like I'm... Um, a lot of my experience in real estate comes from working with you. Mm -hmm. um, and you can identify opportunities, like the statesman. Like yep. I was looking for a distribution network. It's not. Yep. But understanding... What I'm, it can be. Exactly. And that like, exactly, dude, if, if I had walked through that and I never worked for you, you don't know. I'd be like, this is a stupid building. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Right? It's worthless. But, but think about the, like, yeah. that is insane to think that like, it should bother you. And it bothers me at like, I, I'll, I'll think through, I'll look at things and I'll be like, is there anything? Mm -hmm. What do I not know? Yeah. Because all the things you don't know is what's holding you back. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah, in total you, control. I can't think about it. Yeah. Because well, it's, think about the, the what you've done with the fund and the private yeah. equity fund. Like, bro, you, you could have done that five I years know. earlier. Oh, absolutely, 100%. and it would have. It would. I remember asking. I was like, "Why don't you?" Which made sense at the time yeah. too. It's like, why would we? T why why have partners? Why uh, have investors? And, well, yeah. Because it was a control thing on Bingo. how to manage, and you guys had done all the work yourselves, which I totally mm -hmm. understand. Yeah, like I, I don't have partners, and it's like, dude, I did all the work myself. I sacrificed yeah. for years. Yeah. So to take a partner on, it's like you didn't you didn't do the same work. Mm -hmm. Um, it's but different. then we learned. Oh, here's how it do works this without. Yeah, and like, oh, we can actually do this and still do what we're doing. And that opportunity came from seeking the knowledge, mm -hmm. and you tied it. But you had the you had the knowledge on your current. Like most funds, probably don't have your operating infrastructure. Yeah, no, um, no. So, but you had that as your competitive advantage, and that allowed us to catapult. Which is the distribution network is mine. Yep. Like most, yeah, and and those are your. Um, I guess your long place. Those are yeah. like your, your Hail Marys that you're like, okay, I don't know, but this makes a lot of sense. And then you kind of go down the path and you can start to see, oh, wait a second. This is how this all ties together. Well, and I think people are way too tied to direct ROI. Short-term. Short-term ROI. Oh yeah. It's, bro, you see in e-com, it's notorious. It kills them. Yeah. And it's just like, I make 10K a month. I'm going to go buy a Lambo. Yeah. It's like, bro, just you like, just, oh my God. You just ruined your, you, you, ruined, you ruined your whole business. Yeah. It's crazy. It's direct ROI. Is this going to make me money right now? No, I'm not doing it. And every time businesses do that, 
they get blown away. I mean, we just reinvested money on our, we're taking out for years. Yeah. And it was like, nope, we got to build the infrastructure. We got to build the systems. We got to be fully integrated. We got to build the technology. Your approach though was never, we'll do this for about five years. No. Like no, that's yeah. the difference. I think like I talk yeah. to people and yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, no, I, I want, well, no, I want to sell this. Yeah. And in my mind, I've never even thought. Yeah. I, yeah. We don't. I've never even thought of somebody and I get people email me or funds or whatever, PE funds or aggregators. And it's like, bro, it's not even on my radar yeah. because I haven't even started. Like it takes so long to unwind the infrastructure yeah. to even just get to the size where you can actually start doing it is insane. Yeah. Um, and so you, you can't think on a one, two, five, eight year time frame. doesn't work. You got to think, okay. And this is the advantage of starting young. That's why I asked when you were 21, right? Yeah. You can still do it when you're 40, 50, yeah. right? Yeah. But starting at 20 and yeah, saying, time on I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. And by 40, I should be set. Yeah. It's like, that's insane to say. Well, and that's, that was always my mentality. Yeah. I thought, all right, I'm going to work through my twenties and thirties and my forties and fifties are going to be awesome. Right. And nobody my age was thinking that it no. was like, no, you live for like, your twenties because you're AJ's boring. Right. I remember and, you would tell me that. Uh-huh. And all the time. I, I never forgot it. Totally boring. And all my friends were out partying, they were out having fun, they were taking their trips, everything else like that, right? And it was like, listen, I, yeah, I had this simple concept that was future AJ wants everything more. You want to sleep now? You want to play now? Is that going to go away, you know, in my young mind when you have kids, when you have a job and you have to work? No, it's going to be even more because then you have to do all those things. So you're going to want it even more then. So it was like future AJ needs and wants this more. So present day AJ, don't screw future future AJ, right? He wants it more. And in that short period of time, it just seemed very improbable to accomplish what people are like, oh, I'm not going to work for that long. I'm going to do it. I'm like, but in the long term, I'm like, I can figure a lot of stuff out. We can really do something big in the long term. 20 years, we can we can clue in, we can build, we can do most, something incredible. But most people don't think they'll make it. That's the that's the rub. Like Yeah. It's it's I see exactly it, what you're saying. Well, yeah, and I I people ask me that I got asked today, like the question is, do you think like when you start, when you start and you don't have anything, um, and this is the advantage of not having anything because you know what it's like to not have anything. When you don't have anything and you're trying to build an idea, it's just an idea. You you could spend five to ten years of your life and have nothing yeah. and have wasted your life. And so that fear of failure mm-hmm. and uh, and the time, right? Like imagine sacrificing all that and still being in the same position. See, and, for me, you want to do it sooner then. <laughs> to, to me, <laughs> it's like, I, to me, the other option, there is no other there option. There is no other option. My life's going to suck either way. Either way, so, 100%. So screw it. Yeah. And well, and that's how I got with like a lot of this stuff where it was like, and I, I still, I, I still, I guess, um, kind of struggle with this stuff because I mean, you're a little self-conscious about putting yourself out. What if I say something stupid? And then at the end of the day, it's, well, what is the alternative that I don't, accomplish my goals, that I don't speak what I believe, that I don't get out there and try to create something for me. And when I looked at 
the people. And I was in a fortunate position because we worked with businesses, right? And um, lots of them. And I was seeing the C-suites of people. And I even got to met, meet politicians in the benefits business. And I learned something pretty early on. These people aren't anything special. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. It was like... I thought you were supposed to be adults. Like, yeah. I, I thought you were supposed to be running the world. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to learn early on that, in fact, not only are you not something special, I think you're kind of stupid. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I don't know. I, I, I yeah, Some of them, I'll yeah, I do. It. Politicians, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it uh, has to be politically correct. But, I can be like, but, um, but it was No, it's mind-blowing. And so mind all of a sudden bro. I was like, oh, I don't, like, well, if you guys can do it, you know what I mean? It it's, puts it into context. Well, yeah, but people people put those people on a pedestal and then put themselves under it because they have they in their mind create their own reality around how that person is, right? Exactly. And, and I you know, I still do. I still find myself doing that. I've I've I constantly think about that. And whenever I'm talking to somebody and I'm trying to get my bearings, right? Cuz you walk into a room and the guy might be in a suit. But dude, he who, 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 who do you, is he? What yeah. does he do? Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it could, it's perceptions reality. Yeah. Like what you see becomes what you think, but what you think might not be right. Cause yeah. what you see might not be right. And like that piece, if you just, if you understand that and then you have an idea and you're trying to build something, well, when people, when you compare yourself to others or when people compare you to others or when people try to knock it down, you have to look at, them for who they are and where they're at and realize that your idea is worth what you're putting into it. Right. Cause when people could look at, people would look at me and be like, are you still doing that little skull thing? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, bro, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Now the re the reaction's completely different. It's the, the respect level. And I, I don't say it. I have it mentally registered. I know how you talked to me. Yeah. Six years ago. Yeah. I still remember it. Yeah. But now you're asking for a job. Yeah. I know you can't work here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just like, if you could put yourself in the position in the future, back to where you are so you can believe in your idea fully, it'll drive you. Well, that's that's a huge game. And, and it's hard to do. That's so hard to do because you think you're an idiot. A hundred percent. Yeah. I was thinking I'm wasting my time. Like I'll never, you're never going to be that person that good and the i think the realization of first of all that i don't have to be and i can become better yeah and i can become that person. you can become who you're going to be I can, I can be exactly i can become who i want and need to be that's the difference and you see some people that i think are what you may say confident and i'm like no you're a douche you think you're better you're than you it. are yeah. you're forcing it you're trying to make yourself believe that you're something that you're not that's not what we're talking about. That's not what I mean. No. I, I mean that you believe that, yeah, I have faults, things like that, but I believe in myself that I can become what I want or need to be. Yeah. And you understand that you can. That's not and being you, arrogant. It's being it's having it's, the humility to understand where you're at and the ambition to get to where you're going. Yes. Those are two different things. And, and by recognizing the flaws and things that you have, it gives you the outlay to work on what you need to become. Totally. Okay. I've got to, if, if I want to become this, I need to do X, X, and X. I need to be X, X, and X. Well, let's start to get working. Yeah. On it, right. So it's not confidence in a blind sense. And I think that's the hard part. 
right? It's like a lot of people, especially young people, they view confidence as some front, some mirage of something that is they not don't reality. It. They don't yeah. understand what it really is. Yeah. And you're riddled by self-doubt. And this, I'm just speaking from experience. Maybe somebody's like, AJ, you don't know what you're talking about. I always knew I was awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. I like, it was, I think very it's, it's apparent. It's stacking your wins. It's, confidence comes from stacking your wins. Yes. Confidence comes from what I've done. Yeah. It comes from what I've accomplished. It doesn't come from being alive i'm no. like i'm sorry i've just never be believed that i was just some special yeah. stardust and that you are or anybody else is yeah and then that just makes you amazing yeah i don't believe that yeah and, and that's well, maybe well, bad or wrong i don't know but i just don't believe that well you can most people put the confidence in other people and their opinions to discredit their own like almost people almost look for a way to not follow through yeah like they allow those reasons to come in it seems and like i have a really hard time wrapping my mind around it because you when when you start to go down the path and you start to um create what you've thought about in your head and it becomes your reality well now your new reality shifts and to think back to how that feeling is you you almost can't because you yeah. you're now living in who you were going to be yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah, I, no, 100 okay. Like, it's hard to go it's, back and look at yourself because there's- You like, become somebody new, different. You're becoming somebody new and somebody different. And what you're able to accomplish and how you can see things, because you have that mindset and that context, it's not the same as before. Yeah. And I think this is one of the hard parts that's really when you try to pull it together is- like, well, at that time, I, you know, I didn't have those abilities. And right now I look at this moving forward into who I am and who I want to be. So I have our goals. We want to have a billion dollars in assets. I want to have multiple other, which I mean, geez, we'll be over halfway there probably in six months here now. Um, but we, ha we want to have other divisions and lines. We built out three other companies in the last four or five months, including a acquisition venture companies. And so we want these fundamental pillars. And as I look at those, it's the same process. I'm like, okay, well, I need to have the ability to accomplish these goals. I may not have these internally, so let's allocate resources. But, but even now, though, now I understand how to do it so I can do it faster. I, I was going to say, better. like, even the way you think about it and what you're saying. It's it's totally different. Well, you wouldn't say that when you're 25. No. Oh, no. No, 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 no. And, and, and to get to where you're at now, it's like second, it's like second hand. It's like, yeah, no, of course yeah, we're going to do it. just got your head down and you're just going. Right. And, and the, but the confidence built, it's like, imagine, imagine having that feeling and I, I you probably need to go through the experience to get the feeling yeah i know the feeling you're talking about yeah it's like no i, I can do that i can do that i'm not and perfect people I'm flawed, will look at you I'm like, an idiot, what are you doing but i can still do it it well, doesn't yeah. matter it's like it's, i just need to allocate the right resources i need the right people the team yeah. i need the systems i need the processes we need the capital and here's how we get them here's how we put them into place here's how we use our you know crm that's going to bring this all together and here's our actionable goals and here's the time frame it's just it's just the process. But if you could take that back, like if you could take that level of understanding around a topic, not like that's a deep yeah. topic, like the, the, what you d rattled off is way harder said than, or easier said than done. Right. Yeah. Um, but to, to go yeah, back that's a few years and yeah, two right? seconds, but to, but to go back and, and 10 years and have the wherewithal to believe in yourself to do that, you would have been, you'd be way farther ahead today. 
Yeah. You oh, see what I'm saying? Jeez. But that's maybe, inside are it. We, you just got to unlock it. Are we, like, are, are we wrong? Like, are there people like, are there other people that just had that? Like maybe, maybe. No, I don't, you I don't unlock know. it as you go. And, and certain people will get tracks that you can't, you, you know, you think of Jeff Bezos starting Amazon. It's like, dude, he caught something. You can never catch, no. catch, catch again. Catch again. And that's, that's where I was going with yeah. like, when I started is like, if, could, could there you go path? back and and catch something like that and what you're did building I, today? Did I catch my thing? Yes. Like, was that it? Yes. Was that it? And am and I missing something else? How do I, I max catching? it? Like, how yeah. do I max it? Right. Should, yes. Do I, do I get into private equity so I can buy more brands yeah. so that I can get, is that where I want to go? Is that where I should go? Right. And so like, I guess what I'm trying to unwind. Cause there's an opportunity cost because you have the confidence right now in understanding you can execute, but executing comes at a cost. And this is what I was right. going to say. It's so much work. It's so hard. So you have to give up maybe a known and move into something that is unknown. It's why I had such a hard time leaving insurance. In fact, it was so hard. I had to become paralyzed to do it. Um, and then, but once left, it was like, okay, let's do it. And now I can allocate all this time and the results mind boggling. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to comprehend what has happened since I was paralyzed. Right. And so when you look at that and say, clearly before that I was on the right track, but I was not, you didn't unlock I, it. I didn't unlock it. And, and then paralyzed went, and then we unlocked it. But what, what if you haven't? In the, exactly. But what if we haven't, that's, what if we're missing? That's what messes with yeah. my head 24 seven. I'm but like, now I have another question though, e an easier way to look at this. Even if you identified something and said, that's it, I could unlock it. Is the upside greater than, where than you the could upside go. to go what, what you're doing now? Right. That's the opportunity cost that a lot of people. So it's when, and how I guess when I, I look and I measure these, so this is the same thing when we're looking at opportunities in other, so if we're looking at a, a, pillar that our company is going to stand on what are the opportunities that need to play, take place and what is the the run rate that we need to analyze and really know before we're going to move in to build infrastructure to build out that pillar instead of using those resources to just keep going deeper into the pillar we are this is a big question mm -hmm. right because there's an opportunity cost associated with that that is really real. It's yeah. real for my firm. It's real for my capital. It's real for my personal time. And when you look at that, measuring that out, the, the gamble on that um, is a really hard one to understand. Not hard because you don't know if you can do it. That's not it. It's hard to know if you should and if that opportunity cost will justify it. Yeah. And this is... Uh, you know, this is one that I think is, it's almost more of a feeling. Cause like you said, when you're in it, you can feel it better. So like for us, we're like, nope, self-storage, the industry, we still have a long run rate. So right now we need to double down on the market consolidation. We need to roll it up and everything. But I've been talking to our staff and our, our firm, right? I'm not, I don't blindly believe in the vehicle, like self-storage. The economics of it will change. There will be a roll-up, consolidation, there will be a phase-out, and we're building another pillar. So then I look and say, when does that opportunity get to a point where we've yielded, not all we can yield, but the yield comparison doesn't match, right? So we're not going to get as much anymore in 10 years out of storage as we did the last 10. Yeah. Well, should we look now at another opportunity and another wave it'll come right? to get that high yield because right? it, it should come to you you shouldn't to force it 
mm-hmm. you would lose it, right? A hundred percent. I agree with that. I think it has to be organic. Well, yeah, like uh, I know what you're meaning. And and like to, just to bring this back down to like outside of just business, like people force relationships, people force yeah. their, their work, people yes. force a lot of things. It's like, can you take a step back and look at the opportunities you're missing? And is that really what you want to do? So like it, it ties into everything. Yeah. I know we're going hard on business right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it, and in business, it's probably the most applicable, especially if you own a business. Cause you could be like, you're spending all your time. Is this the maximum of what you should do and want to do? And, and is there longevity in the economy? But I think this is another reason though, why entrepreneurs and business people, we really like to get together because we're very sensitive on resource allocation. And I mean that through human capital. I mean that from time. Uh, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of time. To be honest, I don't really know what normal people do anymore. But they spend <laughs> a lot of time doing stuff that I don't do, or what a lot of people that they I just surround have fun. myself they chill. They, they, they hang out. They chill. Right. They do. They things. do their hobbies. Exactly. They do their hobbies. Things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, I didn't mean that like a douche way. I don't know what normal people. Do. I mean, literally, I. I'm so you're consumed. I'm consumed. It's like, I don't remember saying, Oh, go home at five o'clock to watch TV or something. Yeah. That's just not what I do. Right. And when you're around other people that are doing the same thing, they are obsessive compulsive. Almost. I, I, I'm not almost, uh, but in that resource allocation in their life, because the trade-offs are so real. And like you're, t- you're talking like like spending time doing something or should I spend all my business maxing something out? Or with other people. So yeah, like yeah. What I, and so what I mean by that is I find that because I'm giving up on growth of my business, I need to be growing in other areas. And this is why I think you feel the entrepreneurs are so interesting because all of a sudden you have like, you know, Elon or Aubrey Marcus, and they get so obsessive compulsive. And we start, if I'm going to do something else, I need yield. I, there has to be an outcome. We it's need to get something it's from a mindset. it, right? Yeah. So then they're doing cool things. Yeah. And that can be any way. And I'm with that, frankly, with my kids. I'm like, I want to spend time with kids. Let's go on a trip. Let's go do, let's go yeah. create something. Let's go do something. Because I want to make that time very, very valuable. Yeah. And um, I, I think in, that makes it hard to just, hang out. It makes it hard to do anything. And if, if I want to do fly fishing, I want to learn all about it. And I want to be really good at yeah. it. And I want to, you know, it's just this kind of this look at where we have the short amount of time. The time is limited. I have to maximize it where I can yeah. because I know I can do something with it. Yeah, I know that there are alternative options that yield results. Mm. And this is a very different way of thinking. And if you're young and you think about it like that, it's going to dramatically change your outcome in a very short period of time. Yeah. Because when I was young, I didn't think like that. I was very ambitious, but it was frustration and felt like going in circles. Yeah. And it was like, you do what you want to do or what whatever's there for you. Like whatever's just lying around. You're just, you're, you're not being proactive, right? You're being reactive. You're taking life at you. And that is, I, I, that's a, I think when you're running your own business and you're running your own assets and managing things, you feel this, this sense of control, this momentum, this momentum and control, and you're forcing it and you're doing something with it. Right. And I think a lot of times we get to a point where you don't like not feeling that mm. right after you've done it and after you've had control, it, it, it's, I don't want to just be reacted upon. And I think that's why lots of times entrepreneurs can't be employees. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, you just can't go back. How do you find uh, like peace? Because I do you feel urgency all the time? Oh, all the time. How do you find? How do you unwind it? Because that, that's not. I'm not going to say it's bad for you, but it's probably not a hundred percent good for you. Well, I'm pretty sure we all know that I'm going to die soon. <laughs> no, I already no, almost did. <laughs> well, but like, how but, do you? How do you? No, I see what you're saying. One thing yes. I've tried to do. One thing I've tried to do, and one of the, one of the things I've, because I felt the urgency so hard over the last seven, eight years. Yeah. That it got to the point where I was like, I was where I, I was where I was beyond where I ever thought I would be, but I'm still getting the urgency and I'm still stressing myself out. I have an outlet that you don't. I go home and I cuddle with my babies and we watch some stupid show and I give them kisses and we cuddle up and do nothing. But so, so you, you do, you do unwind. I do unwind. So I don't want it to, I, the reason I'm unwinding that is because like, yeah, I I've had to almost take a step back and just be at peace with it. Like, yes. I don't always need to be doing something productive. That's still hard. It is brutal. Yeah. But it's also because because you've almost, and this is not, this is what I did to myself, and I'm sure you've, you've done it to some extent, is you brainwash yourself to operate a certain way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's the way that gets results. Yeah. And it 100% does. Like, I know for a fact, you as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was getting sick. It doesn't, all, it doesn't well, I was mean getting, I was getting sick all the time. I yeah. was like, I was like, okay. I'm making all this progress, but I still feel like I was where I was at. Mm-hmm. But then you take a step back. You're like, I can do anything. Yeah. And, and, but my brain, my body's there, but my brain's not. Yeah. And to like detach and just be like, oh, you like almost observing yourself. Yeah. Um, I have to force it. it. It's not, it has to be forced. I have to break away from something. It's almost like a, like, I, and I'm not, derog- I'm, I'm not being derogatory towards PTSD, but it's almost like a form of PTSD. Yeah. Because you, and, you get so anxious. And this is going to sound stupid to people, some of the people listening. I'm sure a lot of what we're saying is going to sound stupid because I, like, I just, you know. Should we just not release this? Like, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> between us. <laughs> um, but no, like I, I thought about that a lot because I've, I've had numerous conversations with a bunch of people that know me pretty well. And I'm like, I can't stop. I can't yeah. stop. I have to do more. And it's oh, like, yeah. it's to the detriment of everything else. And it's like, well, why are you doing that? Now, and two, I think though, this is also amplified, um, particularly me. And it was a criticism that Tessa always gave me. She's like, AJ, you're too extreme. Yeah. It's all or nothing. Yeah. And this is very much though, also a condition of my ADHD. Yeah. So if I'm interested in something, my all engaged. You stop doing everything else. I stop doing everything else. And <laughs> you see AJ in his house. He's just got like long hair. Like exactly. His, it's like I just forget to do stuff, yeah, yeah. right? And I forget to see stuff. And that and this is a very large quality of people that have ADHD. Sure, like yeah. I do. So I also understand that uh like Tessa said, yeah, I'm really happy that your passion aligns with our wallet. Because if not, yeah. you may be doing something that's like you're away from the it family, kids, and you're not doing anything to benefit. There's no outcome for it, right? So I'm very, very fortunate that I just really love economics. I love investing, and my mind can really grab a hold of that, yeah. right? Now, um, I think the problem is is when you become good and think I've become, I, I don't want to say more obsessive compulsive about it, but the reward and the correlation with that reward as it gets bigger, it gets harder to draw yourself away from. I agree, but could you maximize your time to output 
to result. Like, like I agree that you, and this is one thing I've been trying to do. It's like, how do I not work the least, but work the most efficient? Oh yes. I'm completely changing things to do that. Yeah. Well, and I'm not, I'm not saying you're not like, you might yeah. be already doing that, but like, like, cause I would work similar hours, but it's like, well, my output probably caps somewhere. It, absolutely. It right? does. Absolutely. So how do you maximize? Cause, cause I agree. You have to overwork at the start to get your idea going, right. To make it, to make your business you work. You need to balance out. But then you almost need to like, then, then you're no longer, once you can hire people and then you can like take a step back and maybe this could be at work at your own work as well. If you're in a, a W2, like how do you maximize your output so that your deliverables and your job is getting the best of you, but then you're not wasting time. Yeah. Like you could, instead of working 12, can you work seven and the five you were going to spend? But the just... output doesn't change. Yeah, exactly. That's like, like the next what level. We're doing with like this whole thing on my, I just have chicken scratch all over this looks like the hieroglyphics from the pyramid yeah it is <laughs> so you know our business model that we kind of created which was our impact system i've talked about a few times but this idea of the impact corner and that we need to live in it and it's so funny we're having these conversations because over the last uh few weeks we've identified okay aj you're working too much where we we're, you're doing things that now maybe we're not getting the maximum output although you're maximizing the way time. Because so. you need to hire people. Yeah. Like put, oh, yeah. put yeah, the person yeah, yeah. in the seat so that oh, they can 100%. max it. Yeah. And then you're only doing your key, key things. top things. You yeah. only do, you only live in your impact corner. Yep. So I'm doing the highest impact activities only. And other people are doing the activities that are their highest impact. Activities. Totally. And this has been a whole focus on, and we've been in the middle of rearranging it because I'm working too much right now. Yeah. It just... I just am. But right. you like you. It's but a li I like it. you like it to the detriment of you working yes. too much because you need to figure out how to do something else. Dude, yes. me and you are the same. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's just crazy. I have the same problem, and I've had to like literally on on Sunday. I watched the Super Bowl. I didn't. I try. I for, I have to make myself not do the work. Yeah. Because I have to. I have to get my brain back to thinking about like normal, but maximizing the things I've built. Yeah. Without yeah. losing opportunity. Because when you're busy and you're working, you feel like you're able to see and capture opportunity. Yeah. Right? Yes. Do you feel that way? Yes. I yes. feel you that way feel too. feel that you can because like, you I'm see doing... it. And if you're not doing, you don't see it. But 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 can you can you see it? Right? Oh, well, I, I'm sure you see. there. So I say that, but I, I don't think that's lean, linear. I mean, if you actually took a break and if you actually used your time in a different way, in lots of different forms of meditation, yeah. of relaxation, you're going to see opportunities yeah. that you wouldn't in the other way. So it's like I, I fully kind of you know recognize that. And I think one of my biggest problems is I have been in startup mode with so many companies for so long. Yeah. It's my default. To just it's go my hard. default yeah, yeah. setting, yeah. right? And that doesn't mean that it's the most efficient. Well, and now that, you, you're not even startup anymore anymore. You could take it like a, a couple steps and be like, all right, what's my top three things to do? Yeah. Because like, that's the same thing with me. Yeah. And that's totally what we're doing. A yeah. new executive assistant is like, okay, we need to change up my role within the organization. Yeah. And it's um, because when you look at the role, my role in the organization and what I should be doing, it's not administrative. So it is leadership it's coaching of my executive team right and it is investor relationship and opportunity creation yeah it is not administrative right and administrative gets me very little impact 
on our goals and what we're trying to achieve. So it's like, I need to be pulling out of all the administrative. So we've hired people that take care of my email. They just do all sorts of stuff for me, right? Because it's like, I mean, it sounds weird. And I, I I don't know. I guess I'm having a moment where I'm like wondering how people are thinking. But it just, I don't have the time to sit down and do email. Yeah. Right? Like, But you do have the time. I do. It's just a terrible use of my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so like, um, you know, we're, I'm trying to maximize this as we go forward. And, it, you know, I don't know, everybody may think we're totally crazy here because we're just uh, jiving in our, in our normal I th- sense. And, I think if you're... Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, you've, you, if you're an entrepreneur, you'll, you'll you feel it to you some extent. Yeah. And like, to, if you're a workaholic, yeah, like that's really what we're talking and about. Kind of in this. Term. Lots of entrepreneurs are. Yeah. In fact, yeah. most are. And, and yeah, trying to get to the point where like you can like Naval, like listening to yes. that guy talk. I like listening to that guy talk. Dude, he's, he's just calm. Just, I know. And if, and you know, tech, tech business is the tech business, but if, if he can, be in that place where he's just completely at peace yeah but still so wild, wildly successful yeah like you could probably get there yeah i could, I, I could get there. no i mean like anybody, anybody could, that's yeah. what i mean like anybody could get there yeah um but it's but, like how do you unwind your current brain yeah well in, from where and it's two, been. i think you know you look at it and i think entrepreneurs we train our brains to have dopamine yes hits off of results and off of doing then when you're not doing it you're lacking that dopamine hit 100 percent. and so it becomes this addictive that's nature. what it is huh it is it's and a it's, dopamine drip it's a total dopamine hit that we get you when achieve you're something you achieve boom, something I feel good. and you feel good i need to do it again yeah right and that makes you a workaholic that makes you everything and um you know, I know this because of studies on the brains because, you know, I've been really trying to, well, for a long time because uh, my ADHD, but ADHD is a dopamine problem. Yeah. So that's all it is. We don't have, we cannot regulate dopamine. Yeah. So lots of people know that, that know me are like, wow, you're, you know, you're really excited about stuff. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I am. I, I, I like really am. And, uh, but only on certain stuff. Yeah. Other stuff I'm not interested at all. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't even remember it. I don't right. even, right, you know. So what happens is you get that dopamine response and everybody is, all the entrepreneurs, doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're ADHD or not. And it starts, to, business. it starts to plug you into it, right? Now- That's why it doesn't feel like work. That's why it doesn't feel like work. And it's fun. And that's what everybody wants too, yeah. by the way. This is, I'm not saying this necessarily is a, a bad thing. This is what you want. You want it to be fun. I love working with the people. I love working with my investors. Yeah. I love all of it. It's fun. We're creating, it's a game, Right. But at the same time, there's a tremendous level where it gets out of control. Yeah. And it needs well, just to longevity. be regulated. Yeah. Longevity, right? Yeah. And so like for us, one of the big things I'm doing is just hard breaks. Yeah. So it forces me to stop. We go, hey, we're going to Arizona. Not next week, the week after. Yeah. Whole week out, I can't have anything on my schedule. So I'm not going to do anything, right? It's just going to go play. We're going to do that. And I just need to have reoccurring things to do that to force yourself into it. Yeah. Because if not, it can be hard just to go back. And this is where too, lots of times you're going to get better inspiration on your business because you're outside of the business totally, and you're now thinking about it in a different way. I don't have the immediate pressures of performance and accomplishing set goals. So now you're looking at the business and I think you're going to, I think when it, at least for me, when it happens, when I'm in Hawaii or when I'm doing other things and I just get away and I have time, I start, I sit down and I'm thinking about where we need improvements. And sometimes a little break makes the biggest changes in the business yeah. because you've identified things that you don't see when you're in the middle of it. No, yeah, you can't. You have to disconnect. 
hundred percent. So now that you're uh, going to go uh, back to work, what are you accomplishing? What are you, what are you going to do? Where are you taking Jim Reapers? Uh, you, seriously, like what? what, what yeah, what's where's the plans? Um, just keep building the brand. You know. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, we're just um, establishing, just building the the product quality, improving the product quality, product offering. Um, you know. Uh, the distribution network that we I was talking about, like now we're starting to get that um, that's with the international supply chain, the way it is getting that um, uh, sorted out to whatever extent we can get it sorted out to um, we're, we're bringing on this dude. Who's just a wizard at supply chain. Yeah. And um, our warehouse is operating like a well-oiled machine now. So it's like, that's, you know, like as your business grows, you'll have like um it grows and then you, something will break and then you got to rebuild to, to sustain the next level. Yeah. And like we've gone through and kind of redone all the softwares that we've been using in um, space, adding people in. So just like, yeah, just building the brand. Um, and long-term just, yeah, keep maybe build another brand alongside it or just continue to double down on, on Jim Reapers and just acquire more real estate doing that. Yeah. Um, and the triple net stuff's nice because it's relatively hands off. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of also depends on where the economy goes and like how um, the long term effects of whatever, whatever, what what all's going on plays out. Because I've never seen, I've never seen e commerce go through a recession. Yeah. Um, and I think about that a lot, but I don't think a recession's coming anytime soon. Um, but you know, just staying vigilant so that where we're at we don't go too far back if something bad happens yeah um you got me paranoid about that so <laughs> good yeah well and yeah you just don't want to you the worst thing would be to like and you hear those stories the guys were like oh i was and now they're like 2006 2007 and they were yeah. a multi-millionaire real estate investor and it's like well yeah you got eat up because you were over leveraged so yep. i don't think i'm over leveraged yeah but it's like how do you how do you aggressively grow capture opportunity but not get over leveraged and make sure you're constantly watching that. So, and that comes through just growth, like growing the brand. Um, for us, it's like, you know, a, a CPG direct to consumer brand is just like more products and, and better products, improving the quality of apparel that you train in and the equipment you use and maybe new categories for, for that to be offered in. Um, I think it'd be cool to, with the factory we bought, it's like, it was a, they were making, um, like menu covers and all sorts of stuff. We we'll, we might be able to start to make some of that stuff in internally. So maybe reestablishing some semblance of uh, American manufacturing. I don't think we can do it from scratch. Like, um, but but I think we can make a good chunk, a good chunk of our products. I don't know if it's gonna like you, you know it, it comes down to numbers. Um, can we do it profitably? Can we do it uh, in the volumes we need? Yeah. Um, but I think that would be cool to, to, to make what we can here. Yeah. Um, so we've been looking into that a little, I've been looking into that a little bit and trying to gauge what we could start with. And I think like gym bags is probably where we'll start. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Manufacturing, hiring people, training, trying to get people as it grows, it goes so quick. Right. So like, yes, moving people around, training them on that new thing, bumping people, you know, and it's just been, um, it's been cool to see. It feels like you've, you've lived 10 years in a company. Like a lot of people are like, I'm like, bro, you've been here six months. And they're like, oh. you know, it's yeah. like they, they don't realize it's only been six months because it feels, 
when you're in a company that's moving so quickly and like more than doubling each year, it's like you feel like every day feels like a week yeah. just because so much goes on. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. Like just yeah. focused on that. And then, and then trying to long-term think and de like de-escalate my urgency levels, not remove the urgency, but like internally or de-escalate the urgency. Yeah. Cause I've been living like straight urgent yeah. and I don't know if people resonate with that feeling, but like, man, um, probably from the time I was like 20 to like, or 19, 18 to be like, all right, I got to get here. I got to get here. I got to get here. And it's like, okay, well you get there. How do you like live and be at peace, but still get the results that you want to get and continue to grow? And that's a scary thing. Cause is, is it the urgency that's bringing me the result? Yeah. Or yeah, man, that's tough, right? It's tough. But, but like, I'm not going to, I don't want to live with the level of yeah. urgency it's almost like you, I'm trying to think like when you're late to you, your alarm didn't go off mm -hmm. and you're late to like an important meeting, that urgency you feel when you get out of bed and you're like, you're panicking. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. No, I do. That level of urgency is kind of what I've been running on. Like yeah. I, I, and I, it, some people might call it stress, right? Yeah. I think stress would be a close word. I don't feel stressed, but I definitely carry tension. Yeah. You know what I mean? hundred percent. And absolutely. And like, I don't think you need to be, um, stressed all the time to continue to achieve success. No, not at all. Um, and, or lose the caliber of the rate you want to go. Um, yeah. certain people probably live in that. Like, I'm sure like, you know, you think of those Richard Branson's a good example. Like that dude just hangs out like, yeah. or maybe it's his perception. Right. Yeah. But like, I've been looking at the people that do it. Um, so, but do they do it after they made it? So I have always, this was something that I really struggled with in my um, early thirties when I would meet successful people, things like that. I'm like, yeah, AJ, but you know, you need to slow down. You need to grab new things and everything, which I'm not, disagreeing with anything but the i just it kind of bugged me because of who it's coming from how because they were successful and they're like yeah i did that i did that for two decades right and i'm like yeah and look at you now mm. and you're telling yeah you just need to slow down something you're like but you didn't yeah. you didn't and now you're at where you're at yeah saying that it's easy to say that when you're after there. you've been there and you've been successful, right? So, uh, no, which by the way, I'm not telling anybody, it's, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying those people pointing that out, it always made me stop and ponder, well, you say that, but if you're successful, say it. So I don't pass judgment on anybody that's hitting it hard or wanting to or anything else like that. Um, but I get exactly what you're saying. It's yeah. like, it, I don't think it's required at all. Right. At all. I do not believe that. Yeah. I do not believe that it's required. I do not believe that stress and tension is required. I do not believe It's a byproduct that... of the actions you take, right? Yeah. But can you control it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, you know, that's that's probably the next phase is like, because if you want to, I don't want to be um, just, you know, you don't want to be constantly stressed and everyone's- No, 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 no. Eh, and you, see, I think mine, I got to a point where it was more transferred into excitement. So I think pre-hospital, it was well, stress. Did it, but did it, 
did was that a contributor oh yeah absolutely I, you I, know yeah, and yeah. it's like how do you and yeah and i and there's there's definitely been a change right since that yeah um but how do you for the for the next 50 years yeah how do you write it out like how does how does warren buffett and charlie munger how are those guys able to just you listen to those guys talk they're just like yeah, yeah. they're just relaxed they're, relaxed. they're start hanging out looking around and sure they're uber successful but if you look back and yeah. they were uber successful you know 40 years ago yeah but they've their demeanor's not shifted yeah like it's it's the same demeanor. Maybe yeah. they were a little bit more. I think this also comes down to being present and okay. So one of the problems that entrepreneurs have is they're not okay with their current conditions. Totally. So they want to change them. Yeah. So one of the biggest things you have to do is just be completely okay with your current condition. And I think of this as, first of all, there's cycles and there's times. And I think there's times when people shouldn't be okay with their conditions, right? So like of late, I'm going through a process that I, it's like, okay, um, I'm really doubling up on work, things like that, because of necessities of the business, transferring different things like that. Last summer, it was, yeah, we were working hard, but I was, I went to Hawaii like three times. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was, it was very, very different. Yeah. So, and um, I'm trying to get a lot of stuff done and everything because when my house gets done, yeah, it comes I'm like, phases. I'm going to, it's like when my house gets done, I'm not going to be coming to work a lot. Yeah, I'm going to be hanging up in the house, yeah. right? So I understand that phase is going to come in. So sure. I, and this isn't right, but I view for me, it's phases and it's yeah. okay. And there's times where it's like, all right, nope, it's time to have that urgency. I get that. Right. And move, but it shouldn't be long lasting. Yeah. And it needs to be in control and it needs to be broken up. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, you, some of the times it's not even, you can't even control it because you just got to go now. Like the yeah. stuff just, just needs to get go. done. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that. Um, and I think that that's a skill as an entrepreneur to be able to control it. Yeah, I think that's got to go and not be like a breakdown and like, oh, I can't do this. I can't. Yeah. Nope, I'm going to go and I'm going to harness it and I'm going to use it. Right. It's done. Let's move on. Let's go do something else. hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's tough, dude. I don't know if people would would will like this, man. <laughs> no, it, we it, just went deep, like hard on that topic. Yeah, yeah we did. Holy crap. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. We can I've thought I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, yeah, it's a big one. And it's a it's a long topic. It's very specific. Yeah, but it it could be dissected back into like anybody's everyone deals with stress, everyone deals with tension. Yeah. And urgency um to some extent. It's yes. just like it's way more when you're the business owner, it's way more uh um, way more. Well, yeah, because you're bearing the distress for a lot of these people yeah people and, yep. and the business and mm -hmm. yeah so no 100 percent. well with that we can call it a night man. yeah man go to bed so Sounds this good, was awesome dude. thanks for coming over man absolutely dude. see you see you bro